Hi, everybody. You're listening to the M&P Podcast with your host, Doyle. Doyle, I got a feeling your whole family's going down. And Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Jeff. Okay. Right, Flyers fans, coming to you live, pre-recorded episode 13 of the MNP podcast after the first night of WrestleMania. We'll get to all of that coverage in due time, but I'm here with my co-host Doyle. Doyle, how you doing? Pretty good. Did you happen to catch any of night one of WrestleMania? Uh, I saw a little bit of. Um, I have no clue what was happening. I saw John Cena. John Cena did come back. Match to wrestle a match with Austin Theory. Uh, it appears that John Cena was working very safe because the movie companies did not want him to get hurt, so the match was a real snooze fest. Okay. I was at a, a brewery, and they had it on, and I wasn't. I couldn't really pick up on anything. I saw that, and then I saw, like, some Viking-looking people. Yes, that was the uh, mixed men's tag. Uh, a lot of cool spots in that match. Nothing really, you know, whatever. It was fine. But uh, I think the real barn burner of the night was Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair. Now, uh, whew, those ladies kicked each other's asses. <laughs> uh, they went super hard. I feel like there was almost a broken neck like three times. Um, oh, my God. But, yeah, like for fake wrestling, they look like they really hated each other. So I don't know if that's like they really didn't like each other or they were just working stiff because they didn't get the main event. But I don't know. You know, we could discuss this day after day. But I think uh, we just have to wrap this up by saying Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, new undisputed tag team champions, dethroned the Usos, (laughs) new dynasty. You called this, right? Isn't this what you wanted? That's basically what everybody has assumed was going to happen. Now, the real wild card is what happens tonight, night two of WrestleMania, because we're recording this Sunday morning before WrestleMania night two and the Flyers play the Penguins. Uh, Will Roman Reigns lose to Cody Rhodes, and will the bloodline shatter? (laughs) Will the bloodline become infected? Yeah, you know, I think that because the Usos lost, I think that they might have Reigns win. But Cody Rhodes has this gigantic, uh, you know, fate thing coming back to WWE, winning the Royal Rumble. Now he's like the American Dreams kid, uh, Dusty Rhodes' son. So everybody's thinking he's going to win, but then they're going to crumble the bloodline all in one weekend. That seems preposterous for how much of a reign they had for the past uh, almost a thousand days. So it's really funny that you're just lucky that i had any just by happenstance saw part of the wrestlemania at a brewery that well let me tell you i was watching (laughs) i was watching the flyers buffalo and uh the flyers buffalo game on saturday night and i was like wow this game stinks and then i remembered that wrestlemania was on and you get it through peacock uh so i ended up watching all five hours of that or whatever however long it was i think it started at eight and ended by 12 oh wow yeah, they had like that on, and then I think the final four for March Madness on. Oh, I saw the Florida Atlantic is finally out of it. They lost to uh, San Diego State on a buzzer yeah, beater. Yeah, buzzer beater. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That's a bummer for them. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I don't know who's supposed to win. I think all the number ones are out, right? So have you been keeping up with college basketball? What is the uh, – who's the favorite? 
I have zero clue because I think Connecticut won ah, the, Husk, the next game. The Huskies, as you will. Yeah, this year I did not pay attention to any college basketball. I didn't even make a bracket. I didn't make a bracket either. It's good we didn't, though, because apparently by like the second round there was like one accurate bracket in the uh, however many millions that were submitted. Yeah, I think this Final Four is just like, you know, nobody expected Miami to make it. Um, same thing with Florida, Florida Atlantic. And then even like Fairleigh Dickerson made it decently far. Yeah, I saw that their athletic director is like a sophomore who goes to the school or <laughs> PR director or something. Just looks like an intern. some snot-nosed kid who was just hanging out. But uh, yeah, so I've been, I've been watching a lot of TV. I've been laid up for a while. Let me tell you yeah. why. I got a little procedure done. Now, I'm going to use all medical terms here, so try to keep up. I'll explain if you need me to. But uh, I got a procedure done in my ball sack. <laughs> you got them shrunk? Yeah, so uh, probably around uh, August or September, uh, I noticed that my coin purse was starting to look more like a duffel bag, if you will, <laughs> metaphors. Uh, so I'm thinking like, Hey, that's pretty cool. I got these, this meaty medieval doorknob, right? The door, massive the, yeah, the door oh. clacker. But then, uh, at a, so I did what most millennials did, right? I just, uh, ignored it ignored and hoped, it. It hoped that yeah. it went away on its own. Um, <laughs> that was to clear itself up. I don't have to worry about yeah, this. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this will, this will fix itself. It like, it didn't hurt. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to ignore it. And then by the end of November, I was like, oh, God, I can't ignore it anymore. It's like getting harder to wear pants, and it's very noticeable. <laughs> so I, I, schedule, I schedule a doctor. I go see my primary doctor, right? And she's this very nice lady who's younger than we are. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, and it's very attractive. So I walk in there, my pasty, fat body, I soft, <laughs> buttery tits, and I have to explain to her that my balls are swollen. <laughs> My ball bag is swollen. <laughs> so she's like, oh, that sounds bad. Like I, I tell her everything. She's like, oh, okay. Um, so she turns around to like type on the computer and she, and she goes like, uh, I'm going to refer you to a specialist. But as she's saying this, I'm thinking she's going to want to see it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like mid unbuckle at this point. And she goes, I don't need to see it. I'm just going to refer you to a specialist as I like have my pants open. And I'm like, well, that's just awkward. <laughs> <laughs> as i'm just standing in the the doctor's office with balls out so she she looks at it out of pity you know because she's a doctor and she's like hmm gross and like so uh i go see a urologist get ultrasounds done and everything right so i'm thinking i have they stick the thing down your did they scope you jeff no they put a nice warming gel on it and then this nice lady rubbed an ultrasound thing all over my nether regions and that's a whole nother experience. I mean, the weird stuff Drew's into, I'm, he's probably, that he, he would like it a lot. Um, yeah, your experience at the urologist sounds much better than mine. Yeah, so I get the ultrasound done. I go to the urologist. I th I, so this is like a, a month process, and I'm pretty sure I have cancer this entire time, and I'm going to die. And <laughs> I'm like, of course, I get two puppies. I buy a house. Everything's coming up <laughs> millhouse for me. And then I get struck down in my prime. <laughs> <laughs> So I get a swollen ball bag. So I get to the urologist and uh, I'm like terrified. I am like sweating. I'm 
I'm like my blood pressure is through the roof. Probably he didn't take it, but it's through the roof probably. And uh, oh, he, dude, I know exactly how you feel. So he walks there. So he walks in the room, and I go, "All right, Doc, give it to me straight." I mean, am I dying? And he starts off with, "Well, everyone's dying. It's just a matter of how fast." And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, <laughs> who the hell is this? Yeah. Snightlace bedside manner. I'm like, Doc. listen up, like Drew, get the. <laughs> and he's like, "No, you're fine. You have what's called a hydrocele." Um, so apparently, when my body decided to be a boy. There was supposed to be a flap that closed between my stomach and my balls. It didn't close all the way. And apparently, at some point, I injured that flap. So what was happening was all the fluid that was coming from my stomach was going into my ball bag and making it like a giant water balloon. That sounds awful. Yeah. So then he goes, all right, why don't you take it out? Let me see it. I'm going to show you how I'm going to fix it. So I'm like, you are very cavalier about this, sir. But I did it because he's a doctor and I trusted him. And uh, so, yeah, then uh, he basically fixed it on Wednesday, sewed the flat back. And now I have uh, I'm recovering from my ball surgery uh, and I've been laid up watching nothing but TV uh, streaming services, trying to watch basketball and golf, finding out it's super hard when you don't subscribe to 37 streaming services. Um and that's that. I've been scared to do pretty much anything because, you know, your balls. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm just looking for little victories, like being able to take a shower without crying. So <laughs> that is my life. Uh, am I dying? That's what, That was the exact fear I went through when I went to the urologist. Yeah. Uh, they didn't scope me though. So I was just, that was my small victory out of all of that. He didn't scope me either, but it was a... A sober it was a sobering visit because it's like me and like I'm not young at 34 whatever um, but it's like me and a bunch of 80 year old men who are like I'm here because I'm peeing blood yeah exactly <laughs> that's exactly what my experience was I was the youngest person there and I was like all of these people have family members taking them in yeah and I came I, I, I just here by myself I came by myself Sarah's like do you want me to come with you and I'm like I just I no like I don't <laughs> It's, I'm either going to find out great news that I'm not dying or bad news that I am dying. And I don't need you to be there for when I start sobbing either way. So like, yeah, exactly. But my, yeah. Mine was much worse. Oh, I don't know if you want to share, but mine ended up being totally harmless. It was one ball surgery. Uh, so now I'm on the mend, doing great. Everything's back to normal down there. Have a coin purse again. Really nice. Nice minimalist wallet. I got away from the extended capacity wallets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And uh, sooner, sooner than later, I'll be back swinging around. <laughs> yeah, I'll share my experience. I'll, I'll make it as brief as possible. Uh, I went in there because I was peeing blood. Uh, it's a Slayer song, luckily, right? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was raining blood in my toilet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Uh, it was like good news, bad news, because it was like, well, the good news is, is I don't have to scope you. The bad news is I need to check your prostate. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that happened. And then. Excellent. Yeah. He was like trying to help me clean up. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. And he was like, I get it. You're shell shocked right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, I found that urologists are, are some of the funniest people in the world because everybody I've met from that doctor's office was fucking hysterical. Um, oh, yeah. For staring at dicks and balls all day, they have a pretty good sense of humor. But the relief of thinking you're going to die for a month and then finding out you're not going to die, uh, <laughs> I can't explain how that washes over you for anybody listening. I will say, though... Oh, yeah. Uh, don't do what I did and ignore it for three months. <laughs> you should probably go to the doctor sooner. <laughs> this is why we have doctors. Yeah, and like I, uh, I, I don't want to brag here, but I have health insurance, and uh, like I still was just like, nah, I'm not going to. It'll just fix itself. And boy, was I wrong. It was not going to fix itself. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I had uh, I had to get a CT scan after that, but then so I was like sweating even more but that came out back uh that came back clear so i was good to go yeah and then they did they'd inject me with dye oh that's fun i didn't get yeah. any of that i got the old the the ultrasound and then the doctor was like this is how we're gonna fix it and then i just i was like the weight of the world's lifted off me doc i'm gonna send you a christmas card and i'm gonna give you a hug and he's like how about you pull your pants up first <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So now that, I'm, now that I'm on the mend, uh, that happened Wednesday. So I've been laid up in bed. So I've been watching uh, ladies golf, men's golf, uh, everything on HBO Max. Did you know they have all five seasons of The Nanny? Because they do. Um, <laughs> Stand-up specials, some of the Flyers games, and WrestleMania as of Saturday evening. So... Looking at the week in Flyers hockey, they've played three times, four by the time you listen to this, but obviously we're not recording for the Penguins game. Uh, in... Don't just gloss over that fact of the nanny, Jeff. What? It's a great It's a great show. I've never actually seen the first seasons, so like you get into like... Are you like... a big Fran Drescher fan? Yeah, oh my God, she's hilarious. It's that... Oh, the flashing girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran, great. She's fantastic. Yeah, see, this the nanny was before my time, Jeff. I, it was probably before my time too, but I caught reruns on Lifetime or whatever daytime television because I was home in the summer. Because, you know, you're a kid. Finish watching The Price Is Right, have a yoo-hoo, couple of hot dogs, bam, right to the nanny on Lifetime. That and the Golden Girls reruns. Yeah, see, I never watched that. It was always like, well, when I was really young, it was always like, Price Is Right. Then my grandma would watch her uh, stories. Young, young and the restless. Uh, she was very into all my children. Uh, my mom and grandma were young and the restless people, so it would just transition right after Price is Right into uh, the news. Yep. Yeah. And then Roll you would, news. yeah, then you would watch your your stories. But uh, for a while there, ABC Family was doing like a, it's like the afternoon of fun. It was basically TGIF, but years later so you would get like an hour of family matters an hour of step by step and an hour of boy meets world uh you let me tell you there were a lot of summers where i just sat inside and watched television because i was pasty and fat <laughs> and had no friends um i definitely watched <laughs> a lot of step by step yeah uh, uncle cody cool guy who lived yeah. in the garage the old duffster yeah, patrick duffy yep Old hot Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers. Old Chris, what's her face? Christy from Three's Company. Christy from Three's Company. I don't remember. That show stunk. Good riddance, John Ritter. I'm sorry, that's terrible. 
Um, anyway, getting back to the meat and potatoes here. Flyers played three games. Yeah, getting back to what this podcast is supposed to be. <laughs> so they beat the Canadians. Not on- your not your average urology health. <laughs> hey, I will say, PSA, if you think something's wrong, it could be. Just go see the doctor, you know? Yeah, go to the doctor. That's like, what they're there for. Could have resolved this problem like four months ago. They've heard more they've heard more embarrassing problems, trust me. Honestly, really. I've showed I've had to show my privates to a number of medical professionals, and everybody has been like <laughs> And everybody's been like, what are you fucking doing? Put your pants Yeah, on. first off, they're like, that's horrifying. <laughs> Why does it look like an old man frowning? But then they're like, this is just normal for us. Like, relax. And I'm like, it's never going to get not weird showing a nice old lady my meat and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lack of a better term. Yeah. All right. So Flyers uh, beat the Canadians on Tuesday. They lose to the Senators in a shootout on Thursday. And they lose to the Sabres on Saturday night uh, in regulation time. Now, I will say I watched most of the Thursday game uh, in between taking painkillers, so I was sleeping a lot. But I did see the comeback in the third period where the Flyers did not roll over and die, which infuriated me, but also gave me hope for the future. (laughs) I saw, let's see. Um... I saw the Rangers, or the Rangers, the Red Wings game, and then the Senators game. Um, let's see, and the Canadians game. Or no, I missed the Senators game, and I did not watch any of the Sabres game last night because, like I said earlier, I was at a brewery and they were watching NCAA and WrestleMania. Fair enough. And I flicked over to WrestleMania, so all I know is that the Flyers got trounced early on um, and kind of made it a yeah. game, but that was it. My girlfriend was sitting next to me, and she was like, look, they have no respect for the Flyers. And I was like, do you blame them? The Flyers don't have... John Tortorella doesn't have (laughs) respect for the Flyers because he just decided he's going to take a couple weeks off to (laughs) assess the team from the skybox. Yeah, exactly. He's had enough. Which is... I don't... Has any coach that you're aware of ever just decided that they were going to stop coaching the team and let the assistants do all the work? Um with like 10 games left in the season? Um, I don't know. I feel like that's got, had to have happened before. It just blows me away that he was basically like, yeah, I'm just going to not coach tonight and uh, going to hang out with Danny and then talk about stuff and because uh, I'll do whatever I want because they already fired Chuck Fletcher. I mean- I mean, he is definitely someone who does whatever he wants, but at the same time, I feel like they're, like, I don't know, maybe <laughs> to to actually, you know, put some logic behind the thought process here without knowing anything that's actually happening, like, maybe Danny Briere and John Tortorella are using this time to evaluate the players on the ice together and, you know, try to come up with a game plan for the off season of hey let's see who we're gonna try and keep here and who we're gonna try and move on from which would make sense if danny briere was going to be the guy that you retain in the summer to continue being gm oh so you think that this is just all i think that this is a not i think this is a fool's errand because why would you <laughs> want Danny Briere's getting fired? Well, yeah. Why would you want Danny Briere's opinion if you're not planning to keep him on as GM? And from everything we've heard, they're going to have this exhaustive GM search in the summer. 
to find somebody, but it sounds like right now that they're just going to do that lip service thing where they say they interviewed a bunch of people, interview no one, and then hire Danny Briere like this is a goddamn goal song competition. <laughs> yeah, I still feel slighted about that goal song thing. Well, it was way. clearly fixed. There, nobody would vote for what they picked. Dude, Tarzan Boy is a hell of a song. I don't care what you say. Becky Lynch's theme song is better, and I'm glad they switched it this year. I will have no more slander uh, of the current goal song, and I will absolutely slander the fake competition that led to them picking Tarzan Boy. No, they didn't pick Tarzan Boy. That's the problem. They oh. picked uh, they what picked the obvious the one choice was. Because Tarzan, like, I mean, I like Tarzan Boy, but at the same time, I was like, there's no way this many people voted for this song. Yeah, they just made it up. They should have just let and Michael Delzato pick the goal song again, like they did before. The techno song. I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, I don't know. It was terrible, Didn't like right? Them. And then they went it to... It was catchy, but I hated it. And then they went to Feel the Shake, which was better, I guess. Well, Feel the Shake, yeah, they had, like, the techno thing, then they went to Feel the Shake to, like, I don't know. And then this year, they just picked the Becky Lynch theme song without any well, pomp and circumstance. Last year... You're you're all over the place here. I don't know, man. Get the timeline straight, Jeff. I would get the timeline straight if I cared, but I just don't. First, it was the techno stuff. Techno. EDM, was, Michael Delzato. It had the We Them Boys thing, I think, all that crap. Hey, then, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's crap, okay? <laughs> then they went to Feel the Shake for like two years, and then they had that ruse of a fucking competition <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they went to this <laughs> they went to beg the beg i think where they landed ultimately was great how they got there was not great um i would argue yeah, that exactly. any like, day i don't week. mind i don't mind this goal song no it's a good one it gets the crowd going it's uh you know whatever but uh unfortunately the flyers haven't heard it a lot this year because they fucking stink <laughs> that they do so there's a lot to be desired there. They keep winning games, but somehow, uh, as of the Buffalo Sabres game on April 1st, not an April Fool's joke, the Flyers are now eliminated from the playoffs. They have no chance of making it, so they are statistically out of it. The good news is they keep winning hockey games, so their lottery chances are getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, now they're like the seventh worst team in the NHL. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I appreciate that John Tortorella's system is finally coming together. I just do not appreciate that it's probably at the worst possible time when they should be trying to get into the top five. And I know everyone's yeah, like, "Oh, up on Arizona." Yeah, and everyone's like, uh, "Players don't tank, front offices tank." But also at the same time, like the front offices should have traded everybody on the team who they didn't like, so they would lose faster and better. Yeah, so I think, what is it, that they have a 6.5% chance to move into second or first? Uh, that could be it. Have, are you looking at Tankathon? Yeah. Let's see. Current, currently, as it sits, the Flyers are at 7th seventh in the lottery, so their odds are 6.5% for the overall number one. So, not terrible. I mean, they lucked into second with worse odds, right? Okay, here we go. They have a 6.5% chance to move up to number one. They have a 6.9% <laughs> chance nice. 
to move up to number two. And then a 44.4% chance to move to number six. 36.5 for number... Oh, no, sorry. 44.4 for seven, which is where they currently are. 36.5 for number eight to move down, and 5.6 to move down number nine. And that would all bank on people moving up ahead of them. Well, the Flyers are really separating themselves. Looking at these these stats right now as of Sunday morning they're sitting at 71 points before this Penguins game the Blackhawks who are the worst tied with Columbus have 54 points so that's a lot that's a big gap difference also the Blackhawks have lost eight in a row so they are doing their best to sprint to the bottom along with Columbus who have lost four in a row and Anaheim who's in third who have lost seven in a row so yeah San Jose at one point lost like 17 of like 20 or something like that something's like ridiculous san jose now is they on are a, on a uh they're, three, they're on a nice win streak right now yeah they're three four and three in their last 10 with three in a row so the flyers have really bamboozled themselves in the one year they needed to play absolutely terrible they started off that way and then somehow gained an identity and are now playing kind of respectable hockey it's the kind of hockey where you go hey at least they're trying they may not win but at least they're trying yeah, I mean, I guess you have to respect that. And at the same time, you're seeing these this input from younger players. You got like Noah Cates up there and, and Selkie voting, even though he's, you know, what, fourth, I think, right now for defensive centers. And you're seeing like Owen Tippett and Morgan Frost are playing a lot better. And you've also identified the players who uh, are probably on their way out this summer, namely Kevin Hayes and maybe Ivan Provorov. Yeah. Maybe hope to God, Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, I mean, I really like Kevin Hayes. As you know, we are best friends and hang out on the brag. Uh, he actually drove me home from the hospital on Wednesday, but let's not brag. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks like uh, a lot of people. It's actually, have... your mom dressed as Kevin Hayes. <laughs> a lot of... It's this is what mom, makes... I need you to pick me up dressed as Kevin Hayes so people think it's Kevin Hayes driving me out. This is what makes him happy. Why is Kevin Hayes a middle-aged woman? <laughs> um, but you see, like, Kevin Hayes has been kind of lackadaisical with his effort. And somehow he's still leading, I think, the team in points and assists or second in points and leading in assists. Uh, it's baffling. But uh, I just think that he's not as interested as he could be. And uh, I don't know if he's said anything, but I know that they've asked a bunch of players. I think TK is on record and Cooch is on record saying that they want to be here for the turnaround like they don't want to leave town and i don't know if anybody has asked kevin hayes that well coots actually said he didn't sign up for a rebuild oh boy but he is you know here for it Uh, coots that's he doesn't have another choice yeah that's the uh that's the PC way of saying I signed an eight-year contract, haven't played hockey in two years, and before I can work a trade, I need to prove that I'm capable of doing sports again. Yeah, and yeah, and that brings yeah the other news that the Flyers shut him down for the rest of the season, which I don't really agree with, but here we are. I agree with it in the sense that you don't want him to hurt himself again. I also disagree with it in the sense that you need to figure out if he can play hockey at any yeah. sort of level that warrants keeping him on the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So now he's going to be, what, 21 months out from playing a game? I think the last time he played was like November months. of 21, maybe. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty long time. Yes, and his new contract kicked in, so now he is signed with the Flyers at 7.75 a year until 2930. So that's cool. It's great. Yep. Guy coming off two back surgeries. And then uh, I think I, there was an interesting uh, back and forth between Charlie O'Connor and Bill Matz. And uh, Bill was like, yeah, I'm just going to assume that the medical staff is lying and there's been a setback. And Charlie was like, come on, why are you doing this? And Bill's like, why am I, why would I not think this based off of everything that's happened? And I'm like, yeah, I got to agree with Bill on this one. I, I don't, I feel like the Flyers fuck something up. Well, there's like, uh, yeah, like I've heard like some people say, uh, you know, oh, there's, you know, we've heard that like this is such a like bad injury that he'll never play again. And now he's like skating again. So they're like, well, we don't know, like, you know, maybe things change, but like we heard that like he'll never play again. Yeah. And then you add that to Cam Atkinson is apparently skating after neck surgery, but is nowhere close. And Ryan Ellis is collecting the rest of his guaranteed money before he skates off into the sunset in Nashville. Um, I think, I think Charlie finally was like, he is, uh, you know, 98% never going to play again. Who Coots or Ellis? Uh, Ellis. Oh yeah. I've already assumed that Ellis is a hundred percent never going to play again. And he just hasn't retired because he's getting those sweet, sweet millions of dollars that are guaranteed to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like he'll, he'll never retire because he's four four years left on his deal. He's going to get paid. Yeah. So it's like six. The six only and a thing half. you can hope for is, yeah, that they try and somehow get someone that needs to get to the cap floor to take his contract. Yeah. The only problem is, and I feel like this happened at the trade deadline, and everybody um, shit their diapers because the Flyers didn't trade Ryan Ellis, but they they were able to trade a bunch of other people. Is that the way Ryan Ellis's contract is structured? Um, other teams could dump players because their base salary was like a million bucks and the actual money owed was and the cap hit, yeah yeah it was barely nothing but the cap it was higher and everybody was yeah like Shea Weber's contract was like he's his cap hits like seven something million but his actual salary is like a million dollars right so everybody saw that and they were like you could trade Shea Weber Chuck Fletcher didn't even try with Ellis and it might have been Charlie again because he's really the only rational one left um who's like what do you mean jeff he's a shill for the team yeah right well yeah he gets paid by the team to write fluff pieces but he was like yeah the actual money owed to ryan ellis is way more than the actual money owed to shea weber so like realistically uh <laughs> ryan ellis is going to be here until that contract expires or he retires which i i don't see him doing because why would he give up uh free 24 25 million dollars for doing literally nothing yeah, exactly. Like the only time you'll probably even be able to trade him is like the last year of his contract. Like what they kind of did with Jake Voracek, they traded Columbus traded him to Arizona because same scenario, he's not he's likely not going to play again and he has one more year after this season on his contract, but I think he's due like a little bit less than what his cap hit is. Yes, yeah, so Jake this year uh, 22, 23. His base salary was 1.25 with a $5 million signing bonus. So I assume that Columbus paid the $5 million signing bonus when the season started. Um, Correct. Next season, he's due 7.5, which seems like a lot. 
but there's no signing bonuses, so I don't know how that works. Um, maybe Arizona is just so going to pay his, him. It's just his salary, yeah. yeah. That's like his overall salary. So, But his cap hit is 8.2, whatever. 8.25. Yeah. So he'll still getting, still getting him at a discount. Yeah, for sure. And then Arizona is just going to do whatever. They'll take Ryan Ellison. It's last year probably, I hope. Yeah, or like... I don't like I just think in the CBA like if you know if there's a player that has a catastrophic injury like why does that why should that count against your cap yeah so I thought like right the last CBA they argued over front-loading contracts and escrow adjustments and that's why like ever since that everybody's moved or the players have preferred to move to signing bonuses because apparently you don't pay into escrow with signing bonuses or something like that don't correct us. It's a fool's errand because we're not going to listen to you. But um, <laughs> well, yeah, and there's the whole like you have a ten percent overage of cap if you do put someone on ITR uh, LTIR before the season and everything. Yeah. So everybody went to signing bonuses, and I feel like next CBA you're probably going to see signing bonuses get tackled, maybe. And I feel like they got to go after guaranteed money at some point because it's getting. I'm all for players getting their money right because. It's it's like their bodies are getting crushed night in and night out. But also at the same time, like it needs to be like the NFL where they can be like, okay, you're never going to play hockey again. So here's what we're going to (laughs) do. Get rid of you. Yeah, You've reached your guaranteed (laughs) threshold of money. And now you're, I just think it's like crazy because Connor McDavid is his like average year salary is like 12 million or something like that. And that like, Compared to every other like major sport and athlete, that's like chump change. Yes, Connor McDavid's cap hit is twelve point five, but his money. So let's see. This year, he his base salary was a million bucks, but his signing bonus was eleven million. So next year, it's ten million. The next two years after that, it's seven. So yeah, he's getting basically pennies. I feel like he's getting less money than like a reserve player for the NBA. Um, yeah, like he's basically, you know, the MV, like MVP of the league, like the MVP of the NFL, which is most likely a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, whatever, uh, is getting paid like double, double that at the very minimum. Oh, yeah. Well, who is it? Uh, what's his yeah. face? Um, the dude from the Ravens. Um, oh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He's holding out for like, I think, more guaranteed money than maybe Mahomes. I think he like literally said that. He's like, I, I want like, over 200 million guaranteed and the ravens were like yeah no (laughs) (laughs) like no thank you or what's more guaranteed money than deshaun watson i think because deshaun watson has earned his contract i think is fully guaranteed earned his stupid money for getting hjs something like that that's not wait is that allegedly hold on just to cover ourselves allegedly got it thanks uh so yeah there it is uh we have i don't know how many games left in the season a handful maybe john tortorell has given up coaching the team um the flyers have uh mark your calendars because the uh nhl draft is may 8th i believe Ah, uh, really and the nhl draft is yeah. where this year or the lottery sorry the, the lottery, lottery is may 8th. may 8th the draft is it appears to be june 29th june 28th yeah. june 29th in, oh, in Nashville. Oh, shit. Well, we should try to pull our press credentials here to uh, party down in Nashville. You know? 
try to get interviews with like Ron Hextall and be like, Rod, MVP podcast here. Remember that time you ruined the Flyers? I hate you. <laughs> did you did you have a question? No, I just really hate Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, get out of here. You're done. That's fine. I'm going to Tootsie's anyway. <laughs> I don't need this shit. Uh, as you watch Connor Bedard go to the Blackhawks or whoever doesn't deserve it. It would be serendipitous if the Flyers jump the Blackhawks to steal Look, the, if the Flyers the first can get into pick. the top two, I would be like ecstatic with it. The Flyers jump the Blackhawks to steal Connor Bedard. What was rightfully theirs? Yeah, that'd be great. And like this, this revenge story arc. I would love it. It writes itself, basically. So if Gary Bettman could just stop helping the Coyotes get everything they want and then help the Flyers get what they want, it would be so much better, and I would love that. Yeah. But Yeah, stop helping the Coyotes who are playing in front of 5,000, having a sellout of 5,000 people a night, but still are getting crushed. Yeah, I feel like of revenue the Coyotes sent out an April Fool's tweet that was like, we're moving to Houston. And I looked at it, and I was like, I know it's April Fool's Day, right? But this would be the most on-brand NHL thing to do. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I, thought, I saw that at first, and I thought it was real. And I was like, wait a second, today's April 1st. Yeah, I didn't, like, I knew the day, and I still was like, I this could be an, this could be a possibility. for Because they want to put <laughs> hockey in Houston, and Arizona is floundering. So, like, there was a part of me that was like, holy shit, this might actually happen. And yeah, I was disappointed be, to find nice. out. It was just, they were just fooling with us. F-f-fooling. But you know what they weren't fooling about? What's that, Jeff? The Flyers announced that they are going to change Sell the team. their jersey colors. Oh, sorry. Let's see. Can you see this? It's not really anything. I can. Yeah, so they're going to change their jersey colors. And if you were listening to the fans, you would say, oh, wow, they finally decided to go back to those late 90s uh, black and white Flyers jerseys. Um, But you would be wrong. They went with the ugly orange ones from the late 80s. Yeah, and they got rid of, like, the black trim, I guess. Black piping, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. This is extremely underwhelming, if true. Um, these jerseys stink and I don't know why they refuse to bring back the black ones. Yeah, I am. I, that's all I want is the black ones to come back. It's such an, like every, well, mostly everybody. When they announced this, everybody was like, why weren't you bringing back the black ones? And it just doesn't make sense. Like I, there's gotta be something fundamentally flawed with them like the flyers desecrated an ancient indian burial ground while wearing them and that's why they're not allowed back because they're cursed (laughs) i just don't get it these it's like a weird orange shade on these 80s ones and they just they stink and i don't like them well it's like they didn't really change anything they're just well, that's orange is a little bit different and you got rid of the black trim. That's also the thing. Like they can't really change anything because the Flyers logo can't change. It's not like they could do the cool 
Like you have the Phoenix Coyote head, and then you have like the Coyote Man. It's just like the Flyers I think logo you just, is that. I think you can just you know, as much as everybody would hate it, like inverse the colors. Like they did the all black logo on those burnt orange jerseys for the outdoor game that I really like. That's probably like my favorite outdoor jersey by them. The one that the game that we went to. Oh yeah, the Stadium Series game. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say even the first Winter Classic jersey when they played against the Rangers, or no, the second Winter Classic jersey when they played against the Rangers were good. I like those yeah. too with the yeah, with the Keystone um, Captain box. So like those yeah, the throwback sweater strings. Yeah. So like that coloring was good. I like that too. But like for them to pick this one when you're just like, oh, there's so many better options. It's like, what are you doing, guy? Just don't like, like it. Like I like people don't like the Phantoms one where it's all white with like the orange. Like I actually like that. It'd be different. Like that's all I'm really asking for is something different. Yeah, it would be something Not else. Just a rehash and like changing one very minor detail and being like, all right, new uniforms. I did see that. Step right up. I did see that uh, people were tweeting out for the last game against the Senators, I think. Uh, maybe it was last night. I don't know. Whatever. That uh, fl- uh, Flyers jerseys at the Farg were like 50% off. Um, like the good ones oh, were like yeah, 50% probably off. Because, probably because of the Fanatics deal. Well, the Fanatics deal doesn't kick in until not next year, the year after that. So everybody was saying it's probably like players that they don't expect to be here. And, like, if you just buy a very nice custom jersey with, like, the sewn-on lettering. Um, oh, yeah, you can get it replated there. Yeah, you can get it replated, or you could take it to the skate zone and get it replated. So, like, for you to pick up, like, that custom authentic name tag for half off and then just put whatever you want on the back of it, it seems like a steal. Yeah. Um, I don't know if people know that you can just take it to the skate zone and they will do that for you for, like, a paltry sum. Yeah. No, I've definitely... I've known about that. I tried to get my Brizgalov jersey switched to a Neuwirth jersey. My winter classic Brizgalov jersey after they announced that he wasn't going to play. And uh, <laughs> I took it to the skate zone and they started cutting the stitches. And then they were like, uh-huh. this isn't actually stitched on. It's uh, it's ironed on. And I was like, damn you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm stuck with my Ilya Brizgalov winter classic jersey from when he was a complaining about why you be mad and bears and then ended up not even I mean, playing. I, I, I still think that's better than what you were going for. I mean, at the time, Neuwirth was lighting up the world. He was managing to play games in a row where he didn't get hurt. Yeah, he played like three games in a row before he got hurt. But in that period of time, he had like a .95 save percentage. Yeah, probably he probably became injury prone because he started fornicating with Radko Gudis' sister. And if she's as scary as he is, I... <laughs> It's a lot of work. To, a lot of work to stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, so Oh, Jeffrey, I would recommend next year going to the Flyers uh it's the Flyers Charities Carnival. Ah, uh, yes. Now, I actually. was going to wrap up this this week of episode with your recap of the Flyers Carnival. I wanted to hear all about it and if you were able to boo any players and or interim GMs. I didn't boo anybody, but my lovely lady got me tickets for this carnival, and we went, and she got me a meet-and-greet with the best player, Sean Couturier, who obviously is not playing for the rest of the year and may never play again, but (laughs) I got to have him. (laughs) 
<laughs> sign my hat. Oh, there you go. And uh, yeah, I did see and there was... there was a score on the goalies part. Did you take part in that? Did you get your certificate? No, I did not. So that <sighs> would bring me to my next point was we did the. So here's how. I would, if you do go, which I definitely recommend going because it's pretty fun. Um, if you go and you do like a meet and greet, like save that for the afternoon. And like, if you want to do all of like the score on the goalie or like the, you know, dunk tank rides, whatever, like get there when it opens and like go directly to that. Because we try to do that. Like the meet and greet thing we signed up for was like at 11. And that was like a half hour after everything opened. And then after we met Sean Couturier, he signed our stuff. Then we went down to the floor, and it was just chaos. Yeah. Like, the, just, the, just unorganized chaos. The pictures made it look like there was a lot going on on the ice surface. <laughs> yeah. Or I would just recommend them to, like, you know, move the carnival stuff outside. Like, put the Ferris wheel. Because like, you just can't have... Like, I get the idea of it, like, you all want it in-house, but it's just, like, there was literally no organization to the lines. Like, we were trying to figure out how to even get to the Ferris wheel. We started getting into a line, then this, like, guy was nice enough to be, like, he's like, yeah, this is a line for the Ferris wheel, but you have to get into another line to sign a waiver, <laughs> and then you can get into this line. And I was just like, oh, my God. Not the, not the same, but did you ever go to, like, when they do the summer sale? And they basically like put out all the tables on the ice surface, and then it's just like everything discounted for clearance, and it's like everything the Flyers and Sixers when they get rid of. Um, no. So yeah, they they do it in the summer, and it's basically just like you walk in, and it's a it's a free for all, like the carnival, from what it sounds like. There's really no rhyme or reason. There's just tables with like merch on it. So it's like the year I went, it was like old Scott Hartnell T-shirts and like you know stuff like that. So mm -hmm. um, I appreciate that they still have not figured out any sort of method to keep it organized. And they're just kind of letting yeah. everything, every man for himself, every person for himself, uh, in trying to ride a, an indoor, um, Ferris wheel. Yeah. It was like, and I guess too, like, I guess that's the problem with like most, most of the people working the event were volunteers. So like, you know, you're not like paying people to really do anything, but like, I was just thinking, I was like, how do I become a volunteer to just hang out with the players all day? Like, have someone there just stand across and, like, their meet and greet the whole time? It's got to be, probably through the Flyers Wives charity, you would imagine. Yeah, just be like, I'm not going to follow you home after this. Yeah, we'll send him an email. Um, I probably would follow Kevin A's home just because we're friends, you know, like I told you to pick me up from the hospital. So... <laughs> <laughs> like, but he might not be at the carnival. He might like, not Kevin be Hayes has gone missing. <laughs> No, he didn't. He's in my basement. NHL player <laughs> Kevin Hayes is gone missing. But no, we should try. I'd be like, uh, this CM, you're, this, we're a moderately successful Flyers podcast. We were actually really successful, and then our uh, one friend ruined it. Um, but we'd like to volunteer this year. As, uh, we'd like to volunteer to try and get anybody on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just every five minutes no, hey, we'll just, uh, we'll, Scott Lawton you trying to get on a podcast we'll just bring Drew out in here. with his lavalier mic and have him do Papsky on the prowl and just get these yeah. like it's like the from did you ever see uh, what was the Sasha Baron Cohen movie was it was it Bor no it wasn't Borat it was Bruno where he's like my interview with Harrison Ford is coming up and then he's like Harrison how are you doing and Harrison Ford's like fuck off <laughs> they just keep walking and they're like <laughs> my exclusive interview with Harrison Ford <laughs> <laughs> you know that would be ours yeah we could get like 20 of those in one episode yeah. 
Scott, I'm not answering questions. Okay, cool. That was a great interview. Thanks. You should be the captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to our exclusive interview with Scott Lawton. So overall, not a bad experience. I saw a lot of people on, on Twitter, uh, like the beat writers were you know, tweeting out pictures being like, Oh look, who's here? Like Sean Couturier or whatever. And then people, people were going like, fuck this team. I'll never give money to this team. And they're (laughs) like, actually the money goes to flyers charities. So you're not really giving money to the team. And they're like, yeah, well still fuck them. I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) My, uh, my girlfriend did have a nice brush experience with, uh, Noah Cates. Yeah. Yeah, we were on the concourse. Of course, I was in the bathroom when this happened. <laughs> and uh, she, I came out. She was like, I should have met no Cates. He just walked by me. Uh, she's like, well, I'm, I'm going like, home oh, with him lucky. now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you find your own ride home. Yeah. Well, I'm going home with a hockey player. I'll see you later. <laughs> uh. But they did have this cool uh, table set up um, of mystery pucks. So you pay like 20 bucks and you can. they're all like wrapped up. Um, and you could pick any puck off the table to see like who autographed it. Um, and I got one, and she got one, and I got uh, hopefully franchise goalie that decides to stay here, <laughs> Carter Hart, and did not have anything going on in that whole awful thing that happened with Hockey Canada in 2018. Um, yes, which is still yeah. The list was apparently disseminated, but I don't know. There's been nothing yeah, about so it. We're, we're waiting on that to come out. Uh, but she got Tony D'Angelo, which we, she, she was not very happy about. Tony D. Wrestling legend Tony D'Angelo. Oh, you mean Flyers defenseman. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tony D, yeah. I feel like he just needs to open up like a hoagie shop yeah. or something. Like Tony D would be such a great Tony D's. Yeah, I think there's a... This would be such a great sandwich shop name. Uh, I think there's a place in Echo, maybe? Um, that's called Mama D's. I see it on the White Horse Pike when I'm driving back from my parents' house. But, uh, there you go. So maybe that's Tony's mom. I don't know, you know. Yeah, maybe. He also did not put the correct number on his signature. (laughs) He put number 71, and I was like, who the fuck is 71? Isn't that Max Willman? It's like he hasn't been on the team in months. Maybe he's just really bad at making sevens. It's. There's a seven next to the second seven, Jeff, and it is definitely a one. <laughs> hey, really hates we had to look up his signature. We're like, oh, this really is Tony D'Angelo's signature. He really hates this team. I did see a bunch of people on the Reddit were like, hey, I got this mystery puck. Can you tell me who signed it? And not all of them were like your experience where you're like, oh, cool, Carter Hart. These people were like, uh, Tony Amati? Like, what? <laughs> I would have loved to get a Tony Amante puck. That would have been great. Oh no, is this a Blair Betts puck? Like how far are we going back here? <laughs> yeah. Could you like oh man, that would have been brutal if it was like we went, you know, in twenty sixteen just get a Chris Van Develde puck. <laughs> or like an Evgeny Medvedev. <laughs> or Boyd Gordon. I paid all this money and I'm just looking at <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, I mean no. at least like yeah, at least like Tony D'Angelo is like local. If you hate him for every other thing he represents, at least he's local. I guess. Could have had Johnny Gaudreau though. That's true. Instead, we got yeah, Tony I mean, D. They really, they really cheaped out on the, the local, the Flyers. Like you know, 
don't you sign a local star? Uh, star at Chuck Fletcher's like we have local stars at home, and then just fucking signing Santa D'Angelo instead. Yeah, no, not that one. You've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, even in this down year, this down decade of Flyers hockey, oh boy, big sneezer. Uh, yeah, seasonal allergies. Yeah, I had to go to the doctor. You know. Uh, so like I had scratchy throat itchies all week and like I got to the hospital Wednesday morning and they like looked at me and were like, yeah, we don't care about COVID anymore. Basically. They didn't really say that, <laughs> but like there was no testing. Like they, they said it. Well, there, there was like, there was, there was no like testing before the surgery there. Like they made me wear a mask, but like that was it. And then like everybody else was like, yeah, whatever. Like, you guys fuck. I don't really care. <laughs> so that was wild. I guess we're finally through the pandemic guys. <laughs> Great news. Get back to doing yeah, all finally, the more, finally on the other side of it. Get back to doing all the things we love doing, like touching stuff on the subway and then licking your fingers. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let freedom ring, baby. Licking the glass on the bus window. <laughs> but uh, so you would go to the, you would suggest going to the Flyers Carnival. Um, ten out of ten would go again. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like. I didn't do it, but they had a lot of different, like, events set up that you could, like, you know, one of them was, like, play, like, water pong, like, the big, like, bouncy balls into, like, the giant trash cans with, like, a player, and it was, like, 20 bucks. Did you? The, flyer, the, the pucks were, like, 20 bucks. You could do, like, a tour of, I thought this was a little bit expensive, but it was, like, you could do a tour of the locker room. I think it was, like, for, like, $30, like, $35 mm. or something like that. I've already done that one for free and made an ass of myself yeah. in front of Kevin Hayes, so... That's an experience you yeah. can't pay for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, going through the locker room again is never going to live up to that. No, no, and you've me me memorialized my mush mouth on Snapchat forever. I'll keep finding out every year at the anniversary. <laughs> yeah, on Snapchat. Hey, I've had a rough week. <laughs> Lucky my voice isn't higher after what that doctor did to me. Yeah, we'll have to shoehorn that sound clip into the, like every episode. I feel like of this podcast, of just uh, you. I knew the question I wanted to ask, and I just got so mushed mouth. Yeah, and you you were just panicked. You were you know you had Dude, a little it is, uppity energy. It is overwhelming. Um, yeah, I bet it is a lot. I would just, I could barely say anything to Sean Couturier. He's my favorite player. <laughs> it was. It was a lot. My girlfriend was like, <laughs> she was like, she's like, you didn't even say anything. I was like, that was too far away. He wasn't going to listen to me. Yeah. And then like, I said hi to him. The hardest part is you find out that you just have to like yell out your question. There's no like rhyme or reason to who gets to ask a question. It's just basically whoever is loudest. So, no, it's a free -for -all. so it's oh, like boy. that. Yeah. It's like trying to formulate a question that like, he's not going to be like, this is stupid. And then somehow yeah. I managed to do neither well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just uh, you say something stupid and you're like i have become everything that i hate uh you slowly start turning into sam crochetti i know because i'm an idiot i was penalty killing with <laughs> nate thompson well i didn't do that but <laughs> <laughs> but he's an awesome guy uh, and then the whole <laughs> i saw i watched him out there <laughs> and, then, and then the whole scrum moved on and i went back to him and i was like i'm so sorry i'm just nervous and that was terrible <laughs> and he's like yeah whatever and then after that, we no, exchanged we exchanged phone numbers and we ate wings at Jay's elbow room pretty routinely. Yeah, you guys add each other on Facebook. BFFs for life. Text buddies. <laughs> Send him some emojis. He Venmos me for a casual I, naked picture. <laughs> no, just from me to him. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> 
And then yeah, it, exactly. he does this funny thing where he has the police call me and they're like, ah, we're going to get a restraining order against you if you don't cut it out. And I'm like, oh, Gavin, uh, you jokester. <laughs> you don't mean that. Yeah. I'm like, come on, guy. We're best friends here. No, I was trying to see oh, if I had man. the Kevin sound drop, but I don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn it. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. I think we did it. Well, I mean, we have, yeah, we, we've, we've got enough here. I think we did it. We covered, got, you should see doctors. The f- yeah, that, that was a big part of the uh, episode here. That was a big part of my week. Uh, <laughs> so a lot. You haven't lived until you've tried to do Big Potty. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> you're really scared about going Big Potty because you don't know <laughs> how straining is going to work. Oh, yeah. And a steady diet of painkillers. And the doctor's like, just drink a lot of water. You should be fine. I'm like, easy for you to say. You're not the one doing it. <laughs> uh, I w- Follow their directions, Jeff. I will report Big Potty was a big success. I've done two. Well, it's good. I've done two now. Deuce. That's a little bit more information than we need. Hey, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. God's gift to ballroom notoriety. Oh, yeah. And I we leave you with a little classical tune from ACDC. Really fits the uh, criteria. Jeff's got big balls. Correction. I had big balls. And now they're normal again. Not anymore. It's never actually the ball. It's everything surrounding it. But let's not get into technicalities, all right? Thanks for listening to episode 13 of the MVP Podcast. We'll be back with you next week to discuss more about how the fires are getting further away from Connor Bedard. Have a good week. Follow us on social media, please. And follow us on Spotify. Like and subscribe. Ratings, five stars. Uh, See you later. (laughs) Thank you and good night. This has been another episode of the MNP Podcast. Please like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Well, see you later.